The Bulls have three seconds to try a shot and try to win the game. This is the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Five seconds left in the game. Do you believe in miracles? Yes! Unbelievable. Coming to you from the betting deck. Don't believe what I just saw. Here are your hosts. Welcome back, Thursday night edition, the boys from Notebook Wager, and we are back. Myself, I am Smitty, Teaser King, sitting across from me, J-Cam the Knight, the greatest stack guy in the game, and oh my goodness, we got Maddie Ice, not Maddie Ryan, didn't get benched, Maddie always working for the weekend, Alice, welcome back, my friend, how are you? Thanks, buddy. Uh, it is good to be back. I've been so stressed out. Life just a little too much going on right now. Work got me down, but I still been firing away under the radar on bets, keeping in touch with you guys. So life's good. Now we'll get back into it. I feel like I missed half the season, but I'm ready to roll. So let's go. Well, let's have fun tonight, guys. We're gonna we're gonna fire out a lot of action, a lot of thoughts, a lot of opinions. Maybe some player props, some, you know, I'm going to throw out some teasers here. Week eight, we got two teams on buys. We got Kansas City and the Chargers. I always want to call them San Diego, Los Angeles Chargers. We're going to give out a lot of infos. And the theme of the year, the dogs are barking fellas. Man, they are going crazy. You know, I, I saw a stat today, the ATS dogs. Road dogs, especially 36 26 ATS. What do you think of that, boys? Yeah, no, margins have been tight on all the games, and uh, just the good teams really just aren't that good. And it's like they got the nice parity that they always wanted. I mean, even the bad teams have been feisty and kind of haven't really fallen to the bottom this year. So, yeah, I mean, the witching hour, the one o'clock games is just insane. It's, it's like, why did they even play the first three quarters? They should just play the fourth quarter because it just it turns into craziness. And you you go from having a great day to a horrible day to giving up and then realizing, hey, I got even. So where are you at with that, Maddie? Uh, I'm going to take a little different approach. I love the dogs. You guys do know that. But I think this is the imposter versus realist week. Uh, we got some matchups like the Giants and Seattle. Who's real out of that one? Uh, the Jets and the Patriots, who's real out of that one, too? I mean, the Patriots have beat them 12 straight. We'll touch on that one. I think this is a huge week. The two big boys are basically out. Uh, the Chiefs are taking a little week off. So we're going to have some great stuff. Smitty can still ride his Steelers, too. I know that. Oh, we're going to get after that. I got some good numbers there. 1965. Let's yeah. dive into it in a little bit. Let's dive All into right. it. Maddie, take us off, my friend. All let's right, let's go. roll. Let's let's start Thursday night. We got Ravens going down to Tampa. Four and three Ravens, three and four bucks. Uh, I think the final line actually kicked off at minus two or plus two for the uh, Ravens, which is crazy. We had a big switch going on. I did a little money line teaser or money line play early in the week, which I was really happy with. And then I find out that the line completely flopped and I was going to try for a middle, but that's no good. I think Brady's uh, spent. I think, I think we're going to see Mr. Brady retire sometime before the end of the season. Uh, I'm not saying I'm rooting for it, but I think, I think it's just drama this year with that squad. Todd Bowles seems to be a mess. Yeah. Like I said, give me a little money line action on the bucks tonight, but I'll see what you guys have to say. Maybe you can sway me off it. No, it's, it's really tough. Like, you kind of look at the action on this game. I think three-quarters of the tickets were on the Ravens. Um, the money was split. But it's like, you know, I haven't really seen the Ravens too much. I actually watched their game the other night, and they, they kind of look like a team that can score a lot of points, can't play defense. The Bucks look like a team with decent defense. It just really struggles in the offense. They have no explosive plays at all. So I really didn't know what to do with this game because I wanted to play the Bucks, but I, I've seen too much bad film of them lately, too many bad games, watching them lose to the Steelers. Watched them lose to the Panthers last week. I actually rewatched that game just to see what the heck happened. And uh, this is brutal. Like, they just kind of gave up in the second half. So, I stayed off of this completely because I, I don't know what to make of these two teams. I know you, it's a reality check uh, weekend, for, as you said, Maddie. But I think we'll really see in this game who's kind of going to be a, a playoff team and who's going to be faulted wayside between these two. 
man, I want some action and I need some satisfaction. Brett Michael said it well. I'm doing it tonight. Tampa Bay money line. I love it so much. Here's the thing why I like this game. A lot of guys are hurt. And Tampa, like Jason just said, man, they lost to the Steelers. Who's losing to the Steelers? Then they lose to Carolina. I mean, hold your beer a little bit here. I don't know what's happening here. A lot of guys are out tonight. I thought Baltimore should have been favored in this. Seemed like money came back in on Tampa late. I love it. I took a money line play on this. I also did a teaser because, of course, I did because I always do. I'm just looking here. I posted it. Uh, I have them up to plus four. And I went with the under. I mean, a lot of these unders are hitting, especially on prime time this year. I love the under in this. I got it up to 52, so I took the under. Tampa Bay plus four, under 52 in this. I did one player prop. Player props have been pretty good for me this year. Mike Evans, catch a ball. Don't drop one like last week. I have you over 68 and a half. Let's see what happens. Uh, just a quick tidbit on that. Uh, for people watching and Ravens fans, I don't know if you've noticed, like Lamar's been really – uh, let me rephrase that. I don't. I don't want to even say he's been really good. He's actually been average as a quarterback the past couple of weeks. I mean, he's been really good with the legs and keeping them in the games, but his passing is off. I don't know. If it's because of the, because of the potential lack of weapons. And Andrews was hurt, but he's not been the same in the pocket as he was probably the first two weeks. So uh, that's another reason why I kind of uh, lean towards the Bucks tonight. So. All right, let's bump on. Let's go over across the pond to jolly old England. We got a little London, UK action. Broncos against the home team Jaguars. That's London's own, the Jags. Both teams coming in two and five. Russell Heinies, Wilson, all the way across the pond. What an idiot. I don't even want to touch on that. Jags two and five, <laughs> the over under 39 and a half. And the line is minus two and a half right now for the Jags. Wilson is, as somebody summed it up on Twitter, I wish I would have saved the guy's thing. He goes, Russell Will Russell Wilson is celery. He is the celery of the vegetable world. He's just so bland, cheesy, doesn't go with anything. Uh, I mean, I can't, I can't root for the Broncos in any way, shape, or form, and I can't bet on the Broncos in any way, shape, or form. If I had a play on this, I'm taking the Jags at home because they're going to have the home crowd there. And they do get that support over there. Give me the Jags minus two and a half. Over in England, Jason. Yeah, no, this is. I mean, I've done decent with Denver betting. Jacksonville has really hurt me this year. I had him last week against the Jet or Giants, laying three. Really thought that was gonna be a reality check for New York, and by all accounts, it should have been. But Giants always find a way this year. It's crazy how they pull things out in the fourth quarter, even when they've been outplayed. Uh, yeah, I agree with you. I think this is the Jags play. Um, they kind of need to figure this out though, because they're kind of losing a season here where they should be a lot better than they are. Um, you kind of wonder whether Peterson maybe looked good early, but not looking so great now. And in Denver, you get the second week with the backup quarterback. They got a little film on him now. I think the Jacksonville will have a good game plan for them. And uh, I'm going to take the Jags and lead to the half. Good call. Oh, my goodness. I wish we were on video right now. <laughs> People could see it. <laughs> <laughs> Was was that was that uh was that Timon or Pumbaa? Neither. That was actually a cockroach, I think. Oh. I caught. <laughs> Let's just say it's that Halloween time of the year. That was funny. That was a good time. Awesome. All right, I lost my train of thought here. Um, <laughs> listen, I agree. What happened to Russell Wilson? I mean, this guy. Uh, I mean, just does dumb little TikTok videos. I really liked the guy when he was at Wisconsin, liked him in the league. The guy's just a clown right now. I don't know. The coach is a clown. Denver's a bunch of clowns right now. But now then you hear the story. I love the story of him now. Like everyone's trying to sleep and he's like exercising on the plane. I mean, yeah. it's just, I mean, could you imagine sitting there and like seeing someone, could you imagine like playing sports? I've been like somebody now, you know, again, I only played high school. I didn't go past that or anything like that. So, but that'd have been like on the bus and you're on a road trip and someone's like doing stuff going up and down the bus or something. You're like, dude, sit down, put your headset, like cassette player back on like uh, Snoop Dogg or something and just shut up and listen to it. So I'll tell you the joke, Jags, they're not great. I saw a great ATS line with them today. They're not very good when they're favored in this game. I heard some rumors this the coach is in trouble, I think, out there in Denver, too. Teaser spot. Money line, I don't mind the Jags. Slightly, maybe. Teaser spot, I'm going to take Denver up. I think it's an ugly game. And I'll tell you guys, 
I think that one of the best plays on this is take the points up and maybe take an under. Hey, real quick. So good point, Smitty, on Nathaniel Hackett. They're, they're starting to – rumors are really starting to swirl of who gets canned next, and they're actually saying, what if they get blown out? Is he even on the flight home? Are we going to have one of those scenarios? And then the other – I don't know if you've heard the other trade rumors. Uh, Jerry Judy's supposedly mentioned to be out in Denver on the trade block, which is huge. I mean, that's a young talent. It, I, I can't believe they'd give up on him, but maybe Denver's going to kind of blow it all up and start over. I mean, you got to look, the one position they seem to have a lot of young guys at is wide receiver, and they have no draft capital now. They gave it all up for Wilson, and yeah. they've got holes to address. So I can see them kind of giving up Judy if they could get something back for him just to kind of address some of the things that they've had problems with, like the Lions not playing all that well. So I guess Wilson is going to go. I wasn't sure if he was going to go or not, but apparently he's yeah. ready to rock. Are they actually easier to bet with Wilson? Well, Jason, he had, nine, he had a nine-hour flight to stretch. Of course he's ready to go. Jeez. He, he can't read a room. All right, let's bump on. We're we're done with Russ. Russ, let them let them ride, not us. All right, Sunday let's 1 p.m. I'm getting on it. Here comes the dog play right out of the gate. My upset special coming early. Uh, Cardinals three and four going up to Minnesota to play the Vikings five and one. I hate that the Vikings are coming off a bye. I think the Cardinals might figure it out here. Getting Hopkins back, Rondale Moore's in the action. Uh, the two backup running backs played really good. Benjamin and uh, the kid from Keontae Ingram from Texas. We have an over under 49 and the Vikings are laying three and a half. I'm going to take the Cardinals in the points and I'm probably going to do a little bit on the money line on these guys. I think this is a get right, even though I despise Cliff Kingsbury and I think he should be the one getting fired and maybe he will if they get blown out, but I'll let you guys knock this one out of the park. Go ahead, Jason. Yeah. I'm looking at this line. It's really interesting. It's been minus three and a half the whole week. Um, I think, I think Minnesota is a play here. Um, I know the Cardinals are really good on the road. I know Kingsbury's a dog is incredible on the road. I forget what the number is, but it's like 14, three and two or something like that where they cover. Um, but I just think, you know, you look at that Arizona team and there's still problems there. I mean, you saw them yelling at each other on the Thursday night game. And it's funny because I actually think I'm maybe one of the few people in this country who thinks Kyler Murray was right. I, you can look at Kingsbury's body language. He was the one that was freaking out over who knows what, um, but, yeah, no, I think the Vikings are actually pretty solid. I mean, the numbers aren't real great, but they've got weapons on offense. And, you know, Arizona's defense against the pass, not all that great. The Vikings have been throwing it a lot. O'Connell loves to throw it. So I'm going to lay the three and a half here. I think it's kind of a little bit of a trap to take the Cardinals plus three and a half. But I'm gonna, we'll see who's right on that one. Smitty, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, you gave out – you said it. Great numbers. <laughs> How many years have I said on this show, I don't like this Arizona team. I don't like the quarterback. I don't like the coach. But – I've taken them this year. They're great on the road. He's a great coach as the road underdog here. They put up great numbers. Minnesota cousin sometimes can be a head scratcher. Teaser play Cardinals for me. Good stuff. Be All careful. right. Let's have a public dog though. 78% of the tickets are on the Cardinals. They're taking that three and a half and running with it. So this is a little bit of a warning. Uh, the people well, of Minnesota, nine and a half. I like it. <laughs> people in Minnesota are still sleeping. They're not ready for the week yet. Coming off the bye, I'll, they'll get their action in here soon. That'll even out. All right, let's go Sunday, one p.m. Panthers travel to the Falcons down to Atlanta. Panthers two and five, huge win over the Bucks last week. Falcons let us down. They were six and zero against the spread. Blew it last week. Three and four on the year. Over under forty one, and the Falcons are laying minus four this week. I think the Falcons get right this week. Um, I think the Panthers just came on a high. Wilkes had them all rah rah. Let's go beat Brady. So and so, Chuba Hubbard's kind of banged up. So Foreman's probably just going to get the bulk of the carries. They can key in on that. DJ Moore might get traded. That's another rumor flying around. I love the uh, trade mills really in full effect. Falcons. Um, Mariota's been playing really well. Uh, they seem to just be that team. If they would have caught two breaks, game one, they, they blew it against the Saints, and then that penalty call against the Bucs, this team actually could be 5-2 and two right now and be running away with that division. I think they're highly underrated. So give me the Falcons minus the four this week. Yeah, no, I, I mean, you look at this game, Falcons kind of got a little reality check last week in Cincinnati. They just got bombed coming right off the bus and basically never had a chance in that game. I mean, I think they cut it down to like 28-17 at one point, but, you know, they never got within two scores. Uh, Carolina just outplayed the Bucs. Like, they wanted it more. And they clearly appreciated the fact that all the coaches that they didn't like were gone. 
Um, and it's funny that you get rid of the defensive coordinator and you get a much better effort on defense, a really good effort on defense. Um, they look like they can run the football. Both these teams look like they can run the football. Um, so I think I'm kind of lean a little bit to the under because even though the Falcons have been able to put up points this year, I think the Panthers defense is decent. If you watch the game last week, though, P.J. Walker hit like every single throw that he could. Those balls were – he's not going to make most of those throws every week. And I don't think they'll get rid of D.J. Moore because they look like they featured him a lot in that game. That looks like the benefit of getting rid of Robbie Anderson is you saw more on more downfield routes. He'd been kind of limited to intermediate and short. So, uh, I, you know what, I can't really take the Panthers plus four and a half because I think the offense is going to come back to earth. I'm with you on the Falcons, and I'm looking a little bit toward the under here. I think that that number will come down into the 40s, maybe low 39s by Sunday. Yeah, listen, I have Mariota on my fantasy. I mean, let the guy pass the ball a little bit. He doesn't pass. They said on fall the money today. I think it was fall the money because I listened to a couple shows today. You know, they draft Pitts, and I have Pitts on one of my fantasy teams. And then you go and get London, and then you have a quarterback now, and they don't throw that much. And Patterson, the running backs, hurt. I have him on one of my fantasy. So you're doing that. Let the guy throw a little bit. You got some weapons here in that. Hey, you know, Jason, I think, said it's amazing in sports when you fire a manager. I think you saw it. I think Matt, Matt's, Matt's the Philly guy. When they fired Girardi, didn't they go on a run? Yeah, sure did. Okay. Okay, so I'm just throwing that out there. Now they're in a major run. They're now maybe win the World Series here. Matt's going to go nuts and have a blast on that. But these teams do that. And I don't know how good Carolina is. I, I Jason said it. I love the under in a teaser. I tease it up. I take the under in this. I think it's a lower scoring game. I do in a teaser, though, too, if you want. I mean, again, I throw more teaser plays out on the show. I take Atlanta down. I think Atlanta wins the game. I mean, money line parlay matched it up with somebody else. I, I think the Elkins win the game. I really like the points up and take the under. I think it's a lower scoring game. Smitty, real quick, Philly, Philly ring the bell. Uh, I love the Phillies, but I said at the beginning of the playoffs, if you guys remember in text and via whatever, I said, I think this team, and I said it not to be a, a clown. I said, this team is dumb enough to win a series. And if the Dodgers get knocked off, I said, they're dumb enough to win another one. But I didn't want one matchup. I did not want to see the Astros in the World Series. I was hoping for the Yankees. Uh, I think that I, I don't want to jinx anything. And I'm, I'm betting the Phillies because I think they can still pull it off. But those first three starters for the Astros are just crazy good. Oh. Bullpens are bullpens are a push. Uh, Astros K a little less than the Phillies. I think it's slight edge Astros, but I hope they can pull it off. Smith, go ahead. I'll tell you what though, isn't it? Isn't sports funny? Because you know we go back and forth. You rip me on the Pirates, and I come back and say, "Oh, the Phillies never have bullpen." You know, and then they've gone on this great run. But man, they've got hot at the right time, didn't they? Isn't it? Doesn't it remind you of a run like in March Madness? that a team just gets really, really hot. Like maybe win their conference tournament. I know we're, now we're talking baseball. Who cares? It's our show. We'll do whatever we want, but now they get really hot there and now they're really going into it, man. I wouldn't be shocked. I, Stevie Shrimp had a great, I mean, you, you guys have said it too, but Stevie man from the one more podcast um, had a great tweet today, just saying like they beat, he thinks they beat better teams going into it. And the only thing I'll say that and we're done, we'll get back to football here, man, MLB wire and, and Will Hill did a great thing this week. Just complaining about it. Why did it take so many days? Like get it going, man. The Phillies were hot now. Now it's delayed, man. They should have been playing days ago. Days I'm, okay ago. With, I'm okay with that though, because I wanted Wheeler to get right. I wanted him to get his rest. All right, then, hey, that's a Philly fan, so I'm not. I'm a Pirate fan. We won, like, okay. 10 games. So. They actually said um, they actually are expecting a ton of Philly fans to travel to Houston. They, they're scooping up tickets left and right. They don't think it's the home field advantage is even going to be that much. For some reason, this Phillies team has caught the attention of all the fans, and they're riding it big. So, well, all right. Hey, Enough keep baseball. an eye on even in the NFL here, teams that get – really going at the end of the year maybe to make up you know that's sports it happens all the time you'll see me tweeting about the fills for sure all right sunday 1 p.m let's let's get rolling back uh bears three and four coming off a big win monday night going to dallas five and two cowboys getting right getting healthy maybe gonna make a couple trades here rumor mill jerry judy could be going there over under 42 and a half cowboys minus nine and a half 
that's too many points for me, especially with Dallas. Uh, they're going to run the ball, keep Dak kind of uh, on a pitch count, I think, still. I'll be quick on this one. Give me the Bears plus the points. I'm not going to touch the over-under, but I like the Bears getting getting that many. Yeah, I can't really disagree. I mean, they had a really nice game on Monday night. I mean, going to New England and winning is still not easy, even though they New England's not what they were. Um, and they kind of look like they figured out the offense to actually make Justin Fields, like, viable. And I give him a lot of credit because what they were running the first, like, in the preseason and what the first couple of games, you know, he's just not a fit for that right now and maybe never will be. But they've gotten him outside the pocket. He's actually got, you know, be able to see downfield and, like, he's actually able to use his legs. I think he had 81 yards rushing at one point. I'm not sure what he finished up with. And he basically was taking advantage of the Patriots with a really undisciplined rush. You know, Matt Judon may have had two and a half sacks, but he also gave up 81 yards on the ground rushing because he just ran past uh fields all night it really it made their offense go it gave them confidence and it was a huge mistake you like you never see new england act like that i was shocked um so i just you know everclus is a good coach he got indy's defense right we see what colts are now without him there they're a mess their defense is a mess um i don't the bears are particularly any good but the cowboys kind of got a reality check there a little bit against the eagles you know i think i'm not a a big dak fan um and like i said it's it's just interesting to see against that team. They, they're pretty optimistic on turnovers. I think Fields will put some balls in their hands, but I think nine and a half, I'm okay. I, I can take the nine and a half. This actually might be a better opportunity to do a live bet uh, if the Cowboys get up early. Smitty, before you go, too, just so you know, keep an eye on the injury report. Parsons Parsons hit it and didn't practice. So uh, oh, that's that, huge. Yeah, that's the uh, tip that arrow towards the Bears. Go ahead, Smitty. Sorry. Yeah, Elliot's another one I heard tonight, Matt, is another one that maybe didn't practice. Now, he came out and said he's going to go. Now, again, I have him on one of my fantasy teams, doesn't put up big numbers, you know, really paid the money, has it. Pollard's a little better than I think him, too. Good back there, good combo there, but I like the combo of them. I, you know, I say this all the time. This was the game that could you go at a teaser either way and be okay? I think Dallas wins, but that Jason said some great, that game, I lost two teasers on that. Uh, New England game that game made no sense to me man when they went when they got down brought the backup in the Western Kentucky hero came in the whole crowd was yelling for him came in they took a 14 10 lead I'm like man I'm gonna cruise this can be easy and then all of a sudden again they couldn't stop Chicago Chicago two good backs I like Montgomery and the other kid I hit a prop on him uh uh who's the other yes thank you really good speed guy that he might even be better than Montgomery personally, in my opinion, fields. I like fields though, too. Like Jason said, running a better offense, they're making him run now later in his career. I don't know if you can keep running them because injuries build up a little bit, but I like that. And I'll tell you what shocked me in that game was when he needed to make a throw, he made a throw <laughs> and it actually looked like an NFL quarterback. It didn't look like a JV Monday night game that he was just throwing something and he actually looked okay. I think this is okay either way. Here's the thing that I, I have old lines. I did this the other night. The over under I had down was 43. Now, I don't know where it is right now. Maybe one of the guys can jump on and say 42 it. and a half. But, it's still there. Okay, same thing. You get this team up to about... What's the line, Jason? What's the new line? It's 40, uh, 42 and a half. What's the, what's the Dallas favorite? Nine, nine, and and a half, so. nine and a half. Okay, I had it at 10 and a half. Because the same thing, I say it all the time here. Low spreads, get a team up to 16, 17 points in the NFL. I'll take a shot with them, man. I know coming off a short week, good win, maybe some momentum. Maybe they're tired a little bit. You can look at it. I'll take the Bears. Yeah, one big stat in this game actually is the Bears are last in adjusted sack rate. They give up the most sacks of anybody based on their pass attempts. The Cowboys are number one in sack rate for defense. So that's a huge mismatch with the Bears. But if Parsons is not going to play or if he's on the injury list, that's a huge part of their uh, their pressure that they bring. That it's neutralized. And like we mentioned, they're actually getting him outside the pocket. He's not a sitting duck back there because he will take negative plays. That has crushed our offense at the beginning of the year. But you know, the three and four now because he's not making his mistakes. So I, I like him at the nine and a half. And I definitely like him live in that game. Uh, Smitty, great point, though, for the fantasy guys, if anybody tunes in. Uh, I do believe you're right. I think Khalil, Khalil Herbert should actually be the starter there. I think he's actually better. Montgomery should be the third down banger, bruiser coming in. We won't. Yeah, I mean, him. I got him. I got him Monday night, 32 and a half, I believe, yeah. over. I mean, yeah. easy. he's a great. He's a great stash in some fantasy leagues for listeners. Yep, absolutely.
All right. Uh, Sunday, 1 p.m., the Raiders, uh, two and four, traveling down to New Orleans to play the Saints, two and five. One of the most um, letdown teams, in my opinion, is the Saints. And I actually think the Raiders are going to go in there and win. Uh, we have an over-under of 49. The Raiders are laying one and a half. I think the Raiders get right. I think they keep rolling a little bit, get some steam. And I think they're going to make a kind of a playoff push. I don't know if they're going to get there. I think it'll come down to basically like last year, maybe them and the uh, Chargers down to the end. But I think Carr's got enough. Uh, Lattimore is out. I believe the other corner is out for the Saints. Tons of injuries. Andy Dalton is still your quarterback. I know it's an early road game, West Coast coming to East. Even though that's Central Time, give me give me the Raiders uh, minus one and a half. Yeah, no, I'm on this uh, with you with this. I like the Raiders as well. I think New Orleans is a little bit of a fraud because the defense is nowhere near as good as it's been. It just doesn't play to the same level. And you know the Raiders. I mean, they have the tough division. We all know, so they're in a war every week. I think they can score some points in this game. I'm not sure if New Orleans can. Um, you know. The quarterback situation in New Orleans is part of the problem. Like, you don't know. Dalton isn't capable of playing. I don't know if Winston's healthy enough to play. Even when he is, he turns the ball over a lot. So, I mean, all the kind of like the running game that they do have and the guys on the outside, they're actually pretty decent. They really can't take advantage of because they just get the ball back too, way too many times. Now, this isn't a good Raiders defense, but I think it's good enough to come out of this one. And I'm trying to find the stat that I saw earlier this week. I think Wager Talk put something out there um, with trends about teams. I think it was – if they both win straight up and ATS and they play a team that has lost straight up at ATS the week before and the point spread is less than two, it's like 75% winning percentage. So the Raiders actually fall under that trend. So there you go. So Smitty, what do you got here? Yeah, this is tough. I'll, I'll tell you one thing, keep an eye on Jacobs. I jumped on his player prop over rushing. The guy's been a machine man the last three, four games. I mean, he's really tearing it up there for uh, the Raiders. So keep an eye. I don't know what it is right now. I'll keep an eye on him. He's one of my fantasy guys. So, uh, but easy money last week on that. Listen, I always say Andy Dalton. I like him, man. He crushed, man. Thrown two pick sixes on this. This team, you know, this is a team. Uh, I agree with Jason. They they built the team on some defense. Is Andy the guy? It seems like Andy's banged up a little bit. I know Q doesn't like Andy Dalton as a starting quarterback. Sounded like Winston was going to be back in this, could maybe take over. Now he's not. I don't know. I'm going to take the theme of the dogs in this. I'm going to take the Saints up and see if I can sneak one out here with the Saints if I was doing a teaser. Interesting. Jacob, go off one more time, please. Interesting. I'm going to drop one quick player prop to keep an eye on, too, because Smitty and I both love player props. Uh, keep an eye on Dalton's over passing yards. Uh, in a shootout last week, he he tallied 360. I'm going to assume they're going to be behind again and having to throw. And, uh, I mean, it, you're probably going to see it around 260, I would imagine, as an over-under. I would probably go over that. I think he probably can get 300 again. Easily. If he throws two pick sixes again, they'll be <laughs> – <laughs> that, that was brutal. I had the first – I had Saints first half because the we did so awful, and it was it was all set up to go. And they even – like, they missed the two-point conversion. It was all good to go. All they had to go do was run out the clock, and then he throws a one pick six. It's like, okay, there's time. He can get that back. And he, he throws a second one, and it was just like, you know, there's no cards. You don't rip up your tickets, but it was like – Why well, I, I had – Jason, I had the first half under, so that was horrible. So. Same thing. Like, it just – everything went to – crap in like two seconds it was like what has happened here you and guys I don't just, like I had the you guys saints. don't like saints in that too so bad you guys let's just, just don't say like the it. weekend didn't start off great last thursday <laughs> all right let's go to another one at one o'clock game dolphins uh going up to detroit dolphins are four and three going to play the lions one and five over under 51 and a half and the lions are catching three and a half at home the fighting dan campbells are in trouble i'm gonna i'm not even gonna take a play on this game or anything but i'm going to give out two player props the lions are the worst pass defense in football they are the worst every across the board just whatever passing category you can find they give up the most 20 yard passes 30 yard passes i believe 40 yard passes take waddle take hill over whatever yards over longest play and just just cash it they're gonna two is gonna probably be rested by the fourth quarter i think they're gonna be up by a ton Give me the Dolphins. I see Jason looks kind of anxious here. Please tell me you're not going with the Lions. Go ahead. Oh, my goodness. Jason, join this me. Is, this join is, the this dark is, side. 
This is the JK of Survivor Killer of the Week. I'm telling you right now, the Lions are going to win this game. I watched the whole game against the Cowboys. That score did not reflect how well the Lions actually played. They had a couple bad turnovers. They were in that football game in Dallas against the Cowboys, who are, are still a pretty good football team. They were actually playing much better defense than their numbers will tell you. I also watched the Dolphins versus the Steelers again last night. And I'll tell you what, the Dolphins, you know, hearing Michael Lombardi's podcast, the Dolphins' biggest weakness actually might be at head coach. I'm starting to come around on McDaniels here. I'm a little sus what, what what's going on there with Miami because that game should have been a complete blowout against the Steelers, especially at the first half. Uh, but, yeah, I think the Dan Campbells are a little underrated. They've, they've gone from being overrated to now off the radar. I'm telling you right now, this is your – you love the dogs. The dogs are out, right? Take a plus three. Take a money line. The Lions are going to beat the Dolphins. I'm on board. Teaser play. Lions win. Take them up. This game's going to be close. It's going to be close. You guys, you know what? I haven't been on in a month, and I'm absolutely calling horse bullshit here. I'm going to curse. <laughs> this is nonsense. You guys, can, you guys cannot bank on Jared Goff. And the, the, problem, the, the problem in Detroit is obviously the head coach. It's not the offensive coordinator. It's the defense – and, and Campbell, who I know he was a tight end, but you think of him as more of a defensive guy. He's got his hands on there. I think the coaches that he has there in Staley and Aaron Glenn are just rah-rah guys. They're good for TV. They're good for everything. I don't think they can do X's and O's. I think this team is actually what it is. Uh, people who bet this over for their season win total, which was like six and a half, I man, foolish. Uh, I, I don't. I, I, they might have the top pick in the draft by the end of the year. I think this is a bad team, and I'm not going to be shocked if Dan Campbell is fired. No, it, it, they're fine. They're not a talented football team. That's the but, problem. But, but I'm just saying, but they, they they tore this all down. They're building it back up. They, they have hard. One, they have uh, a really good uh, offensive uh, line. They're starting to get hard. Except for Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay second half last week didn't play hard. <laughs> I'm just saying, good offensive line. You know, they're going to get James Williams and Be- Williams back at some point this this year. They've got some skill talent there. Now, I agree, Goff's not great, but he's not. He's also not Goffle. There you go. And, uh, but I'll tell you right now, the Dolphins are the ones who are a little more fraudulent right here. That's why I'm going against them. I'll tell you, there's some things going on there. Too much talent for them not to score points. I'll tell you right now, we're the hottest podcast in the Detroit area right now. <laughs> Two out of the three guys taking hey. the lines this week. Jump on the lines. All right, one one more quick stat. Who has more passing touchdowns the last two weeks, Jared Goff or Kenny Pickett? Kenny Pickett had. I'll, I'll go with Kenny Pickett. I'll throw it out there. Kenny Pickett has one. Golf has zero in the past two weeks. Well, they run the I was ball. Gonna, I was gonna go. They I was gonna go. Oh, I was gonna say C or D, Steve Grogan or. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, Tony Eason. Mark Rippin or something. <laughs> right, I, can't, right. I can't wait for Sunday just for that game to kick off. Oh, all right. I can't wait. We'll be tweeting. And one thing, Jared Goff, Jared Goff's <laughs> girlfriend is money. So just keep doing your thing, Jared Goff. Don't yeah, worry. He is worth he is worth like a hundred million. So all right. Big game. Sunday, 1 p.m. Patriots, Jets. Patriots three and four. Going to the Jets five and two. I love this New York Jets team. I think somebody summed it up on ESPN. Uh they said this is the chance for the Jets to get back 12 straight games of misery with Bill Belichick running this up. This is where you jump on the Robert Salah train. I actually am not buying it. I actually think the Patriots are going to win this game. I think uh, the, the Zach, uh, Zach Wilson is just a, a average at best quarterback right now. Maybe he's missing some weapons and the O-lines really banged up. They're going to try to address it. I believe in some trades here uh, over under is 40 and a half. The Jets are catching two and a half at home. If you put a gun to my head and make me take this, I would I would buy the half a point to take the Jets plus three, but I'm not even touching this one. So, <laughs> I, I I want to take the Jets, but I've actually seen Zach Wilson play quarterback this year, so it's just one of those deals where I wish I wouldn't have seen him. Like that's the Oilers game. I took them live plus six and a half, and it was a sweat, and it was like the Jets completely outplayed them for most of the game. But Zach Wilson does things that make you go, what? That's the thing that worries me about this game because. Number one, the Jets had the better defense. We saw that the New England can't stop the run on Monday night against Chicago. They got run over. The Jets are running the football really well. I know they lost Brees Hall, but they made a really good trade to go get James Robinson to kind of backfill that. I thought that was a nice move. 
um, to kind of show some urgency too. Like they, they just have to have a an eight eight season or eight. I'm sorry, nine and eight season for them is a big win because things are going in the right direction. So I'm glad that they went back with it and didn't pull Pirates and say, "Oh, we'll get them next year." Um, but yeah, it just seems like a complete trap where Zach Wilson just goes bananas and throws four interceptions, and the Patriots figure out who's going to be the quarterback. Um, and that was a really weird move. Like it. Like the Patriots don't make any sense this year. You talk about things that don't make sense. Like Mac Jones, I granted he started slow in that game, but he's your starter. He said he was going to be the starter when he came back. That didn't mean three series. And then Zappy was completely awful in the second half. Why didn't you throw um, Jones back in? Did you already play that game? So go Spurrier. You know, I'll train him every series. Um, but I, I kind of agree with you. I, I, I want to take the Jets, but I really think this is a Patriots win, even though. The Jets are a much more solid football team outside of the quarterback position. Smitty, what do you think here? Yeah, that game was a head scratcher on on Monday. I mean, what what's Belichick doing? You know, and the fan base, I mean, Mac Jones seriously didn't have a bad year last year. And all of a sudden now, I mean, everybody loves the backup. Everybody loves that, you know, in the in the darkness, then coming in and taking over. Fan base turned on him quick. We'll see what happens. Rumor is he's back this week starting. We'll see how long this is. I'm sorry. I'm taking New England. I think they bounce back. Money line play. Money line. Yeah. Clean sweep. Clean sweep by the notebook wagering guys. Uh, yeah, just real, real quick on that too. Mac Jones was actually a pro bowler last year. Got him into the playoffs, which is crazy. Uh, he's you're hearing rumors and you're never going to get it out straight from Belichick, but I guess he wasn't 100% yet last week. They thought they could ship him out there. That's why they switched to Zappy. He's already rumored to be getting 90, 95% of the snaps in practice. It should be his week. So, yeah, I'm on I'm board. Pat's Nation, we got you this week. Finish. All right, Smitty, cue that drum roll. Here we go. The Battle of Pennsylvania, Steelers at the Eagles. Steelers 2-5, and five, coming off another great showing. Eagles 6-0, and oh, coming off the bye week, over under 43. Eagles are laying 11. No bet for me on this one. Um, I, I don't know how you bet the Steelers. I know Smitty's going to give us a teaser. He's locked and loaded. The Eagles will probably come in a little rusty. Do I think they win? Yeah, if you want to throw them in a money line parlay somewhere, do it. I, I highly doubt they lose this game. But you two, Pittsburgh homers, go ahead, Jason. Rip into it. Homer? Well, I, I bash I the team every week. Well, you're yeah. still homers. <laughs> I would bash the team if Smitty didn't bash them already. Uh, um, so uh, two, two-thirds of the tickets are on the Eagles. The money's split, though. Um, the Steeler defense has actually kind of figured something out. It doesn't look great, but the stats show that. And they actually played pretty well against Miami in the second half. First half, they looked like they were completely confused and didn't understand what motion was. But, um, you know, it's funny. Like, I know Smitty's got a stat, and it still blows my mind. So I'm going to wait until – I'm going to let him drop his sticky note on the – on this the uh, thing around this game, but I think what you do is you just take the Eagles first half because they've been so good in the first half. I know it's kind of a chalk move, but they really haven't. The Steelers have been awful in first halves, like so. That's just an easy, clean matchup. I think you lay. I would lay up to a touchdown on the first half line that the Eagles will cover that for the game. I just don't see the Steelers covering a back door here. They're just not that kind of team. Like they're still trying to figure out the offense. Matt Canada said today that they're close. They're not close. I watched all the films. Like. That offense is just terrible. It's schemed. He's got players. He just can't figure it out. I would probably lean to actually taking the Eagles minus 10.5 if I was going to bet this, but I'm definitely going to bet the Eagles first half, uh, probably minus 5.5 at this point. And I would look, you know, it's going to probably be right on to 43 with most of the points coming from the Eagles. Smitty, what do you have here? Well, yeah, I said it earlier. You know, I, I saw it. It was 1965, the last time Pittsburgh's beat them down in uh, Phillies. So do I think the Steelers are going to win? Absolutely not. I, you know, here's the thing, being a diehard Steeler fan, went to Penn State, you know, traveled last week game and everything. I stayed up until the first half and I went to bed. I mean, I'm like, they're just so boring. Like I used to not miss a second of their games. Well, I could care less if I miss a lot of their <laughs> seconds of the game. They're boring. They're one of the most boring teams. And you guys send Pat, like the wide receiver route, uh, things from some of these sites it looks like a uh, a game from atari that the guy just that goes straight down the field and maybe makes one little move and then other guys are going across i mean matt canada get out of the atari game he's the atari offensive coordinator that's his new nickname the atari atari 
back in 1980, buddy, in one of those early games. So 1965. But here's the thing. I'm on the Steelers in a teaser. They're they're not going to win. But let's go back. Four games really quick. I wrote this down. I know we got to go fast here. Buffalo plus 14, the line. They haven't been this dogs in a long time in some of these lines. I took them in a teaser. Well, that was bad. They didn't do anything. I had them uh, Tampa plus 10. I took them in a teaser. They won the game outright. I took them against last week. I took them. I took them straight plus the seven and a half winner. I had them in a teaser, but stupid Bill Belichick ruined that Monday night, so I lost that. So ten and a half again. I'm doing it again. I'm taking the Steelers back up some points, about 16, 17, and we're, we're going to get a cover here in a teaser. They're not going to win because they're going to run the Atari plays, but they're going to cover the teaser. Jason. Yeah, I'm on. I'm on the uh, Eagles first half. I, the teaser thing scares me. I really don't think it. I just like I said, the, the Eagles are so good on both lines, and the Steelers are so mediocre on both lines. I think it's an easy game for them. Maddie, who do you have here? Uh, you give me. You get that line down to ten. I'll take the Eagles. If it goes down to nine and a half, I'll take the Eagles. I would lean the under here. I just checked. Both teams are actually really good against the run. Both teams are probably going to want to run the ball and slow this down. I don't think the Steelers can generate anything against that passing D and now the Eagles have Robert Quinn. Uh, forget it. I, I I think this is a 30 to 10 kind of game still hitting the under. Yeah. Well, yeah, all right. cause all he does, all he does is uh, on first downs run Harris on a stupid play and then it's second and nine. And then he tries to run again or throw quick throw Pickens doesn't see the ball until about the th- late second quarter. Okay. I'm done. That's my rant. No, I do think when you watch them play, I think you do. I think every team has figured out that offense. And I think that they're so predictable with their motions and formations that like, I think you could, they could draw something up on a whiteboard. And I think the opposing defense could actually tell you the play that's coming. It honestly looks like that. When you watch the, like the games over again, they don't react to any motions. They're quiet with their linebackers because they literally know there's like one little small key to read and they know the play. I mean, that offense needs to get way more diverse. It's ridiculous. They're running a high school offense. It's not even close. So just so you know, the guy drawing up the plays, the, the pass routes, is my cat, Mr. Cheese Puff, with a Sharpie in his mouth. <laughs> well, hey, no, hey, listen, we got it. We, you guys, oh, you pick it up, Matt. You got to clean that up. <laughs> you guys send the greatest. Those route runs that you guys send, what, whatever site that is, is mind blowing from what the Miami guys did across the middle and everything. And then the Steelers. I mean, it looks like you guys just said it well a JV Monday night game with kids that have never played and said, listen, run down 10 yards, maybe go towards the sidelines or stop and turn back and see what happens. That's what they're running in Pittsburgh. But Hey, a lot of people, they keep thinking it's, it's good. We've been saying for a long time, it's not good. Start listening to us. We know a lot more than you. And I don't care if you played the game, you don't know the game like we do because it's bad. All right, let's go to a quick boring game. Another since we're around the topic of boring, Sunday four oh five Titans travel down to Houston. Titans four and two. Texans one four and one. Now, lo and behold, Mike Vrabel has his team exactly where he wants it. They've gotten back to the bully ball, and they're doing it without a left tackle. They're doing it without some other key pieces. The one wideout still out, the rookie Burks. Uh, I'm not going to – I think they'll go to Houston and win. I think this is going to be an ugly game. We have an over-under 40-and-a-half. The Texans are getting two-and-a-half at home. I don't like either way here. Just give me the Titans' money line. I think Vrabel has this team, like I said, exactly where they want, and they're going to start beating people up. And Henry looks really fresh. That uh, backup kid gives him a nice spell. Uh, Tannehill's played extremely well. So I, I think the Titans are a team to actually watch out for. Maybe you can get a good number on with them winning the division too. Jason? Yeah, it's a little scary. This line is small, though, to be honest with you. Um, because, I mean, you haven't really seen much out of the, the Texans this year to make you think that they're, like, feisty even at home. I mean, Davis Mills is struggling. Like you said, Tennessee has a far better quarterback. Um, you know, there's nothing really that stands out for Tennessee with what they're doing. They do nothing bad. They do nothing kind of great. It's kind of a really weird situation. They, get, they always beat the Colts, and they've already played them twice, so that's a big help. Um, so I was looking at this. Tennessee's beaten them four of the last five, so it's not a situation where, like, they'd never go beat those guys. Um, trying to look at the betting spreads. I, I think Tennessee's the right play, but it just it scares me that it's two and a half. If it was, like, three or three and a half, I think I would feel more comfortable laying more points because 
it seems like just like a trap, but I'm going to fall into the trap. I'll take the Titans by two and a half. I'm going to cut, cut it short here. I like, you know, the theme we said or the dogs. I like this. I'm teasing up the Texans. This game's close. A couple of the models I look at, it's a close game. I'm taking the Texans up in a teaser, and I'm going to take the Texans at home to keep this game close. Tennessee wins. Close game, though. Just keep an eye on it, uh, and everybody listening. Uh, Brandon Cook's rumored to be getting uh, traded as well to get, get them a little more draft capital. And crazy enough, uh, Laramie Tunsil also mentioned to be rumored to be on the trade block. So uh, Texans could be shaking it up, and they could be uh, playing for pick, pick number one overall and get themselves a new quarterback. All right, Sunday 425 game, uh, the New York Giants and the three coaches I would not want to fight are Brian Dayball, the DC and the other kids, their, their coaches to me are just monsters. Uh, I guess the fighting Dan Campbell's could give them a run for the money going to Seattle, play the four and three Seahawks. I actually think Pete Carroll right now should be coach of the year with the job he's doing there. It's crazy. This team was picked to finish bottom five. You have Geno Smith, a quarterback might get a uh, comeback player of the year. We have an over under 44 and a half Seahawks laying three. I won't bet it. I think that line is absolutely perfect. I don't like the Giants going east to west. Seahawks do have a, a minimal home field advantage. They're going to gain a little steam now that they're actually playing well. It won't be a play for me. If you guys had to give me the gun to the head bet, give me the over on this one. Absolutely. I think they can score. I think they can score enough. Daniel Jones has played extremely well. I believe his uh, passer rating is an all-time high. I think he's completing 68% of his passes. Uh, I mean, with Barkley and then Walker, I think these two are going to pound each other. Somebody's going to each break off probably a long run. Yeah, give me the over 44 and a half. Jason? Yeah, no, I think you got it right. Uh, both of these teams, this is shocking, have top 10 run and pass units in DVOA. The Seattle Seahawks and the New York Giants are top 10 offenses. That's insane. Um, so, yeah, I think the over is the best play in this game. But I'll tell you what, I'm actually going to take the Seahawks. Um, I'm a little concerned Geno Smith's going to have his come to Jesus moment where he's going to throw a bunch of picks. I watched that Chargers game again. There was clearly could have been three or four interceptions that were dropped or just didn't happen. Uh, where he loves to throw the ball off his back foot, but nowhere. But uh, love the over here. And if I had to pick a play, I want to take the Seahawks. The, luck has to run out for the Giants at some point. They've, they've cost me too much money this season. Smitty, who do you have here? Yeah, I think it, this one's tough. I, I you know, I'm going to give out old man in the garage. He's on this game. He's starting to heat up a little bit too, by the way, uh, with some of his plays the last couple of weeks. I like the G-man here. Again, minus, uh, they're plus three. I said the dogs, dogs, dogs. That's the theme of the show for me. I'm taking the Giants up. Good season so far. I've always liked Daniel Jones a little bit. Barkley's healthy, pretty good back. Give me the Giants up to about nine. I agree. I'd probably tease it down the points and take the over. I'm on with you guys with the over. And, and a player prop to keep an eye on, if you can find it now, uh, look at Tyler Lockett over receiving yards, especially if DK Metcalf does not go. He's basically the number one. Uh, I mean, he's going to lock it in. Although Mar Marquise Goodwin, the old Niner, has played really well there in, in uh, the absence. Yeah, and he's got a uh, great, great speed still, so. All right, Sunday, 425, big game out west. Um, 49ers, three and four, still kind of struggling to get their feet, but they get McCaffrey, full week of practice, should be ready to rock. Get, going down to L.A. to play the Rams, three and three, over under 42 and a half. Rams getting one and a half at home. Smitty, dogs are barking here, but I'm not buying. Um, I, I can't trust this Rams team. I, I think they're kind of a mess. The bye week is probably going to help them. Maybe they'll get some guys back. I just don't think they're potent enough to beat this Niners team who has seemed to own them. Give me the Niners, laying the, laying the point and a half. I think uh, Shanahan will get it done. I think he's got all the new shiny toys with Debo, McCaffrey. He just needs to get healthy a little bit. He needs big Trent to be back. The defense, I think Bosa was still banged up. Uh, I think the Niners will win an ugly one here, but give me them minus the points. Yeah, I already locked this in. Uh, I, I locked in a teaser first play. I, and I'll, we're going to talk about this game in a second. But I jumped on the under 51 and a half with the Cincinnati-Cleveland game Monday night. And I jumped on it with the Rams uh, or San Francisco Rams game here under 49. If you look at some of the ATS numbers since the stadium, they moved in there. A lot of unders in this game. Offensive line's really bad for the Rams. They can't really run it. Stafford's not – don't turn – don't do a lot of pick sixes for me here. 
I think San Francisco bounces back to, I like the money line with San Francisco here. Pretty good team. Yeah, I had them last week. They cost me. Uh, they really just did not show up against Kansas City. I thought they were going to maybe beat Kansas City. I was way off on that, but I think they bounced back this week. Money line San Francisco, but a teaser under 49 in this game. Unders have been hitting in the stadium. Keep an eye on that. Hopefully that hits. Jason, what do you have? Yeah, no, I mean, Niners won four to the last five. Uh, there's a bad matchup for the Rams. I think the Rams are actually terrible while watching them play, and I, I like the Niners here. Now, no Kyle Juzik, though, for the Niners. Don't know if that's going to mess up their offense Ooh. or not, but to get McCaffrey with a weekend actually learning offense, um, maybe this will actually open up the 49ers offense because these games have been brutal to watch. No scoring at all, but maybe they'll throw it a little bit. The guy, guys on the outside, it can make plays. Yeah, speaking of the Rams, too, and how much we think they're kind of in disarray, they have like four or five running backs now on their roster, but none of them is a one. None of them is even a two. It's They're, they're a mess. And with that O-line, yeah, I, I, I lean Niners all, all day. And all here's right. the thing with that team really quick. We've said it. They have no draft picks. None. None until yeah. 2024, I believe. And I, you know, and you, and you can argue this, guys, really quick. They threw their chips in the center of the, you know, and the table, and they got it, and good for them. But man, yeah, some, I, I think there's a couple teams that it's just like it's going to be a long time for them being good with some of these qu- contracts with these quarterbacks and some of the things they've done. Yeah. All right, Sunday, four twenty-five. The Washington Commanders traveling to Indy to play the Colts. Washington's three and four, coming off a nice win with Taylor Heineke. Colts three, three and one going from the quarterback change from Ryan to Sam Erlinger. Uh, I mean, whoever thought we'd see a Heineke Erlinger matchup in the NFL. God almighty. I, I know the Colts are trying to say the right things, but if, if Sam was that good, why not start him all year? Come on, Frank Reich. You're not, you're not fooling anybody. Run the ball. The O-line as good as they were last year seems to be a mess. I think another coach on the hot seat is Reich. Somehow Rivera skates by being on the hot seat. I'm not sure how. Over under 39 and a half. Colts laying three at home. I, I hate this game, period. Uh, ugly. I'd probably lean the under, even though that's a super low number. And I'd take the Colts at home. I think they're going to pound um, Jonathan Taylor. He's back and healthy. But it, if you had to get, again, the gun to the head bet, give me the Colts. But I would only do money line. I wouldn't even lay the points. Jason? I can't believe the Commanders fan is not going to take the Commanders here. This is actually a nice little spot for them. Like no. they finally have a legitimate quarterback <laughs> per Q. Oh Lord, <laughs> per Lord <Q>. Almighty! <laughs> but no, listen. The one thing the, the Commanders actually do on defense is defend the run pretty well, which came in handy last week against the Packers in a game that I called, but we didn't have a show, so I didn't. Get the- <laughs> Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I do think it's like you said, the Colts are going to want to pound Taylor, but the line's been terrible this year. They're just not the same group that they were last year where they were really run dominant and it kind of set everything up and it really helped out and made um, Wentz look a lot better than he is. Matt Ryan has seen a bad offensive line and he's basically paid the price. Like I said, they're going to want to run Taylor. Commanders actually handle the run pretty well. So I don't think it's going to go anywhere. And, you know, you can make fun of it, but I mean, they scored enough points last week to win. They've got the skill talent is actually pretty decent in Washington. Like for best it's been in a long time, especially with Robinson coming back from the IR. Um, I like to, I, you know, give me three points here. And I'll, t- I'll take the commanders. I mean, maybe it's just enough to cover. I, I think I see a low scoring game, kind of like the under. So I think three is going to play a little bit better, but I'll take a little bit of taste of the money line too. But give me the commanders here. Going to make a run in the East. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Colts one of the best under teams uh, in the game here. I mean, again, court, I, I'm sorry, I'm with Matt here. Quarterback Heineke, I saw enough. I mean, people down here, you know, I live here, and they're like, "Oh, it's a spark, it's a spark." You know, give me a break. The guy's not a spark. We saw enough. Here's the thing with the best thing for the Commanders: lose a couple more games, take a chance with Sam Howell, see what you have a quarterback because you might have a good pick, and see what you can get. I, I'm not buying this. The guy, listen, great story, not a bad backup. I'm not saying that. Guy does spark the team. The team it, it does seem like the team likes him and they play hard. The guy rallies the team. He's a backup. Nothing wrong with that. Chase Daniels, look in the mirror, has a lot of money. He's doing great for himself here. Here's, But he's not. This game's ugly. Tease it up. Maybe take the under. 
you know, I, I like taking these teams up. I mean, I think this game could be close. So maybe it wouldn't be a bad teaser spot with the commanders. I like money line. I think the Colts win the game in a close one. Yeah, I, I all over. I'm everywhere Jason. there. I have unders maybe above and uh, close money line. Take this team up. I'm all over. That game's that ugly that you have like 19 teasers in it. I, 17, I, 16, maybe Colts. <laughs> <laughs> Jason, I do want to agree with you, though. They do actually have really good uh, talent in Washington. Robinson's good. I actually think Antonio Gibson is better than Robinson, but he's lost the trust of the coaches. He just has more panache, if you want to call it. Janie McKissick is a perfect pass catcher. McLaurin, Dotson, Curtis Samuel, wide receiver, all fine. Uh, the young Matt, Matt can I jump in real quick? I, I The yeah. thing about it, I've watched Commanders so much this year, more than I have ever. I like, I like Robinson because I have him on like two fantasy teams, so give him the ball. But another thing is I like how they're using Gibson a little bit more as a pass catcher out. And he did that in college a little bit. I like yeah. that. He had some fumble issues. I kind of like, and I agree with Jason. You look at their team, man, McLaurin. I mean, they have weapons. If the 10 man uh, Curtis Samuels can stay on the field, they have a lot of guys, man. The tight end's good. He's banged up right now too. They do have a lot of weapons. The head coach, is not very smart though. No. Offensive coordinator, I don't think is very good. The owner's a train wreck. They have some talent. Better talent they've had in years, though, I think here in DC. All right. Let's finish her strong. Last two games, Sunday night. Packers Bills on paper looks fantastic. You see those names. Packers coming in three and four limping. Rogers a mess. Locker room seems to be a mess. Matt LaFleur. <laughs> Uh, he might be a, a Fugazi in, in my eyes. There's a, there's a little movie reference for you. Going to Buffalo to play the Bills, 5-1 at home, over under 47.5. First time Rodgers is a double-digit underdog, I believe, and he's the Bills are laying 11.5. I'm laying the points here. I think that Green Bay team is a mess. Maybe they're going to prove me wrong, get a backdoor cover. I don't see the Bills losing this game in any way, shape, or form. This is the, the Q special. Put the put the mortgage down on this one. Hopefully they cover, but I like the Bills in this one, and I like them a lot. I think they're going to come out and uh, make a statement here because Kansas City's still breathing down their neck, and they got to keep that home field advantage going. Jason? It's funny. I don't know what to do with this one because this sure feels like a spot where Green Bay kind of – it's in the last stand, basically, where do, do they is, is this team really going to write off this season? Because you kind of have to if they lose this one. Um, you know, they the Bills, it was called the, the Packers don't defend the run at all, but the Bills really don't run it all that well. So, you know, they actually do handle the pass okay. Um, Buffalo defense is really good. Green Bay has no pass offense. I know the stats are better than that. I just, I don't know. I, I, I have to pass. I kind of like the under because I think Green Bay is going to be really conservative and run it a lot. Um, but I do think the Bills will win this game. That 11 and a half is a big number, though, for Aaron Rodgers to go against Aaron Rodgers. So I'm going to pass on that. I'm looking under. Smitty, real quick before we go, Jason, come on. You know who's going to run the ball here. This is this is the Josh Allen get right, run it down your throat for 65 yards, I think, this week. Yeah, but do you want to waste your your all-man quarterback on a double-digit underdog? I don't, nah, I don't think you do. Uh, like well, I said, I, I think they'll stop the run, though, because the Bills have nothing in particular. But I think this is the game, if you want to look at a player prop, look at Allen going over his rush yards this week. Maybe. Yeah, Packers never been, you know, I, I think I saw a stat, like he's never been a double-digit dog as a quarterback here. I think it's a lot of points. I, I And, you know, watching the game last week, they had some plays they could have ran, run the ball. You got two good backs, run the ball a little bit. Lombardi said a great thing today. I heard it. He said they're trying to run the offense like they have Devontae Adams there. And guess what? He's not. So change it up. Scheme it up differently. You talk about some of these coaches. How do they have a job? So change it up. I don't think it's good as, you know, again, it's hard to beat teams by this much. Can it happen? Absolutely. I'm taking the Packers off. Um, you both hit on this. Green Bay needs to use weapons, and I think their best weapon by far is Aaron Jones. And until last week, in the second half, they finally decided, well, maybe we need to get this guy to freaking ball a little bit, and they turned it on a little bit with him. I think Corey Dillon is 
exactly what he's shown us this year. He's just a plotter. Maybe nobody had enough tape on him. He he's a bruiser. He's Brandon Jacobs minus six inches or whatever. I don't care how big his quads are. He's just not that good of a back. And they've been using him in the third down role. If you're going to use him, use him on first down and then put Jones in second or third down and go that way. I think they're doing it wrong, Smitty. I think you're absolutely right. Change the offense up. You don't have what you think you have. All right, last yeah, they game. Need they need to. They need to. You can't run can't run certain plays when you don't have the personnel. Yep. Last game, Monday night, Battle of Ohio, Bengals, four and three, coming in hot. Under the radar hot. Uh, Browns, two and five, still with Jacoby Brissett behind the helm. God, is he a mess. Uh, they're two and five, over under 45. Browns laying three at home. I, I I can't touch this yet. It's a little early in the week, especially with the Jamar Chase news. Yeah. I think this I think this will probably get closer to a, a one point game and a pick him. He's definitely going to move the needle at least one point. This is probably going to go down to plus two for Cleveland. Uh, so if you want to grab it now, get in on the action. The Bengals only laying or actually wait. I mean, grab the Browns now, getting the three. So it, no play for me early. I do love what the Bengals are doing, and I think they're doing it sneakily under the radar. This is a team for me to keep an eye on, and I'm glad I have some futures on. It is interesting. Jamar Chase really changes this because I, I had the Bengals as a lock in this game until that because that's just a big factor. Because their offense, they don't really have like they're not. It's all explosions. Like they can't like churn out drives, which is why they don't look so dominant. It's why they're under the radar, right? Because they just everything's big plays. Jamar Chase is their biggest play guy. Now Higgins can still do that. Boyd's really kind of a chain mover. He's not that. And the running game just hasn't really come off this year. The problem is the Browns' defense is awful, and it was supposed to be pretty good. It's 27th DVOA against the rush. It's 28th against the pass. That's just a bad defense. And, you know, like I said, Brissett's still a quarterback. You know, it's home. It's Monday night. It'll be a raucous crowd. Can they cover the three? I, I just don't think so. But without Jamar Chase, since he's a little bit wounded too, um, so it's a little tricky from that perspective. I kind of like I, – I want to take the over, but since he's second-half defense, has been so damn good. Um, yeah. I think I'm going to take the Bengals and lay the three, even without Chase. Yeah, divisional games, low-scoring games. I was on this even before the Chase. I was going to do a teaser up and take the under. When I heard the news this afternoon, I jumped in it a little bit quicker than I usually would here. I like the Browns, too, in this, even before the Chase news. I was going to tease the Browns up in this. Divisional game, these games seem to be tight. It's at home. I like the Browns in this in a tight one in a teaser spot. I love the under, like I already said. I blocked it in. I think I got it. Um, what did I say? I don't even remember. I don't have my phone on there. So I'll post it. Don't worry about it. Take the under in this. I think it's going to be a hard-hitting game. Again, I think Ward, one of their best cover guys, is questionable, I think, with a concussion for Cleveland. They do have some other weapons. That's the thing. You think Chase, a lot of teams would crumble with this, but Higgins is really good. Boyd, again, is it's good. Like you guys said, it's not a guy that can change a good guy that can catch the ball and like move the chains a little bit here. Now, where's those other pieces they're going to look at is the key. Is Mixon okay in this to run the ball a little bit? I like the Browns still in a teaser. I like to take it up, take the under. I love it. That's my play. Two quick ones before uh, I forget here. Old man in the garage is starting to heat up here. Loves these dogs. Went two and one last week. I think went two and oh the week before. He is New York special this weekend. He has the Giants upsetting Seattle. He loves his G-men. And he has the Jets to beat New England. Guy is heating up, does a great job taking these dogs. Did a good job. He loved the Jets last week. They became the favorite, but I still gave it out because at the time he gave it to me, they were dogs. What can you do? Two and one. Giants, Jets, there you go. Parlay them two. Big winner. He had to get hot. We kicked him out of the garage into the doghouse, and it's starting to get cold outside. So. Oh, my goodness. Get some we'll winners. Put a little pressure on him. We got some good results. So it happens sometimes. My goodness. I'll tell you, that was a hard week. I've been doing pretty well. I took it, man. That was a hard week last week. That was my first really – I mean, I didn't get crushed, but I did perform very well, let's just say, last week. One more, one more quick player prop on that final game uh, with Chase out. If you can grab Hayden Hurst to go over his catches, um, Burrow really seems to like him. He's actually kind of excelled in his role there with Uzoma gone. If you can get his yardage somewhere over like 32, I'm going to guess it's going to post about, I would grab that. I think he can go over it. And I also would also 
say Hayden Hurst, anytime touchdown. Love it. Have him on one of my fantasies, Matt. I, you know what, Matty? I thought the same thing before he came on the show about his uh, player prop. I, I already wrote it down in the notebook to check it out here. All right. You guys got anything else to shout out or we can wrap it up? All right. Uh, I'm glad I'm back. I'm glad you guys. We're glad to have you back. Uh, I'm, great um, to have. It, it we're gonna get. We're, listen, everybody. We're gonna get the whole team back very soon. Yeah. It feels know. great to just talk sports and be a guy guy for a while and not think about work. So check us out at Notebook Wagering. Check us out on the Twitter um, at Smitty Bucks at Notebook Wagering. J Cam uh, Q's not with us tonight. I believe his is at Q Mills, and I am at. If you follow Matt, give us a look. Give us a listen on Spotify. Again, at Notebook Wagering. Everybody have a great night and bang your bookies. Thanks for listening to the Notebook Wagering Podcast. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any episodes and be sure to follow at Notebook Wagering. Until next time.